with your new friend Ty. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tea Party Podcast. It's a podcast where you find new friends and new music. This week, I am joined by a Southern California native who you may recognize from season 16 of The Voice, or maybe you're one of her over 350,000 followers on TikTok. She's here to share her newest single and her journey. Let's welcome to the show, Miss Presley Tennant. Hello. Presley, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It's Friday, Junior, today, almost to the weekend. <laughs> it took me a second to get it, but hey, I, I get it now. And you are very right. I'm ready for it to be Friday. Well, awesome. I'm excited to get to uh, to get to know you and share everything that you've been doing with everybody. And we'll tee off with Presley next. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's time to tee off with Ty. Here comes the first four. Okay, Presley, question number one of what we call the first four. If you couldn't be in the entertainment industry, what job would you have? So, you know, I've thought about this. If I wasn't a singer, I'd definitely be something in the entertainment industry, but you blocked that question out. <laughs> so I think I would have to probably be like real estate. My whole family, for the most part, does real estate, and I'm supposed to be taking my test tomorrow to get my license um so i would probably say like a real estate agent okay there you go i think if you're taking yeah. a test that's a good answer well yeah so but that you know that was just like because i i felt like i need to mm. I, i'm not in school right now and so i was like i need to make some use of my time um when i can so i was like i once i get this i'll be good for a little bit so i will i will do this right now and then see what happens from there makes sense to me yeah Okay, here we go. Question number two. If I give you the control of music at a party, what's the first song that you're going to put on that's going to get everybody up and moving? Okay, this one I feel like kind of depends on the vibe of the room. Okay. You know, it's, it kind of depends on what we were listening to before. But for the most part, I like to play some throwbacks. I love me some music that everybody knows and everyone will start singing and get down a little bit. So um, anything from like early 2000s to like 90s, that's going on the playlist. That is a great answer. That is the perfect way to get the party started. <laughs> to, to be fair, that's probably right where I would go to. I feel like that's just like the most, that makes the most sense. That's what gets everybody. Everyone knows those songs. It's not like a new song of today's day and age where not everyone would know it. You have to do what everyone knows. They're hits for a reason, right? Exactly. Okay, this one I feel like is going to be a fun question for you. If you could bring any fictional character to life from a TV, movie, book, wherever it is, and hang out with them for a day, who would it be? Oh my goodness. Um. Oh, this one's hard. This one is a little tough. Fictional character, any movie, TV show. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, obviously, my normal choice of TV shows would not be a good choice for this because I love watching a lot of crime shows. And okay, so yeah, that feel could be like tough. That's, I feel like that's not a good answer. Like, I might be a little scared the entire day to hang out with them. But, okay, I feel like, why can't I think of what it's called? But um, 
Agent Reed, if you know who that is, from Why Can't I Think of It. Why Can't I Think of It. There is a show that I watch all the time, and it's blanking from me. Um, his name is Dr. Spencer be, Reed. Uh, Criminal Minds? There we go. Oh, yes. my God. I was like, I haven't seen it in a little bit because I feel like I'm all caught up. Um, but... I just think the way his brain works is so fascinating. So I would love to hang out with him for a day. <laughs> also, another good choice. I definitely see why you would say that. Okay, I love like crime shows. So I was like, I can't really pick like any of those ones. Those would not be good. I mean, that one's a crime show, but. I feel like that's a know. safe pick. That one's a safe one. I know he'd probably keep me safe. So. <laughs> okay. Final question of the first four. If you could have an unlimited supply of anything, whiskey, guitar, guitar strings, tacos, scotch tape, I guess for you, it probably wouldn't be whiskey, but what would it be? Um, I would say, okay, I'm not going to lie. I really love me some canned nacho cheese. So I would say, okay. <laughs> I would say like an unlimited supply of that. That's like my go-to snack. It's not healthy. I'm pretty sure it's like made out of plastic, but you know what? It makes me happy. And like, if I'm getting home late from a show, I'm going to whip out the can of cheese and some, and some, and some chips. And you know, That's it sucks. a great answer. Yeah, and it and it's rough when I come back from a show and we don't have it, and I'm like, that's just what I wanted. And it's freaking delicious. Exactly. I was How- uh, I was working a festival over uh, Labor Day weekend, and backstage, all of the uh, stagehands had canned cheese and crackers the entire weekend. It was the greatest thing <laughs> ever. No, that's how like my parents and I are too. Like my dad, I literally got him a big like can. It's like the giant ones. The big like canned cheese. Mm-hmm. I got him that because I know he also loves it. That was kind of like the joke gift, but I was like, this is perfect. I feel like this is very fitting. That's that's awesome. Well, Presley, thank you so much for playing along with the first four. But now it's time to get to know you. Give us the story of growing up in California and tell us how you first got into music. Yeah, so I grew up in Norco, California. I was born and raised there. It's also known as Horsetown, USA. Um, and I still live here now and I just absolutely love it. And then when I was seven, I got into singing a little bit and I I really enjoyed it because I felt like I was able to kind of be free. I was more of like the shy kid growing up. Um, and then I started taking vocal lessons and was playing soccer full time. And then all of a sudden during my vocal lessons, I auditioned for a little local singing competition near me. And I auditioned there and was introduced to this girl group called the Five LPs or the Five Little Princesses. And I... I was like up in LA four or five days a week auditioning for, for the group. And I just fell in love with performing and rehearsing and all the hard work that goes into it. Um, it was like those moments where it's like, this is where I'm supposed to be at. Like I was here for a reason. Um, and I knew it from that moment on. Um, so when I auditioned, I got cut and I was so devastated, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn. And I never even knew this whole world existed, but I, I, I took dance lessons. I continued my vocals and then I got brought back out to the group. And I think it was a few more times that like we went back and forth from being cut to not cut. And then I finally made the group and um, that's what really introduced me to everything. I, I just loved performing, rehearsing, writing, recording, just being around professional musicians 24 seven that, that have been in this industry for so long. That was something I really looked up to. And so when I was 13, the group kind of fizzled out and I went on my solo journey and it led me on season 16 of The Voice when I was 16 years old um, and all the way to where I am now. 
So give us kind of what that process was like for you, because you you were pretty young going on The Voice. You were 16. You got a shot to go on there. And before we talk about the actual show, I'm always fascinated. How did they find you? How did they contact you? What was that process like leading up to the blind audition? So when I was, I think, 13, they had reached out to me, but their age limit was 15. And so I wasn't able to audition then, but I would have. Um, But I'm actually really glad that I didn't because I felt like I wasn't ready. Um, and so it kind of kept happening each season. And then when I turned 16, they reached up back out again. And I was like, you know what? I feel ready for this. I feel like I can, I can hang with all the big dogs that are there that do music as their profession full time. Um, and so I said, yes. And I auditioned and there was a few different processes that I had to go through. And that was like with producers and casting. And, um, and finally it got to the point, my blind auditions, and it was just, the most fun experience I think I have ever had. I was there for a couple weeks prior to um, and was hanging out with the contestants 24 seven, as well as going to like, like set school um, and then going to wardrobe and then interviews and then rehearsals. It was just absolutely incredible to be around so many like-minded people who love and appreciate music as much as I do. Well, so then you you took that and you ended up in the blind audition. You went out there, you sang Kelly Clarkson, turned her chair around pretty darn quick, in fact, and then was just grooving with you the whole time. What was going through your head when only one judge turned around, but that judge was very obviously loving you? It was the most nerve wracking. I I normally don't get very nervous, um, but it was the most nerve wracking audition. I That's kind of a big stage. Oh, 100%. (laughs) And like, I have to walk through these double doors and I was scared I was going to fall. And there's like stairs at the end of the double doors. And I was scared I was going to fall and trip on stage. And I was like, this is going to be bad. This is not good. Um, But I walked on stage and then I just started singing and all my nerves kind of just went away. They were still there a little bit, but I was trying to like change it into adrenaline. Like, no, Presley, you're excited to try to like not psych myself out. Um, And I knew teams were filling up at that point. So I knew there wasn't many spots left. And then when Kelly turned, it was just like all those nerves went away because I was going, if I had multiple and she was one of them, she was going to be who I was going to choose anyways. Um, I have looked up to Kelly for so long and um, she was like my first concert ever. I would always sing her song because of you at like every single talent show competition thing near near me. Um, And so I felt like it was like a full circle moment where um, my idol has now turned for me now she's my coach and then she like became like my friend it felt like it was just the coolest and most surreal feeling i think i've ever felt that's got to be pretty awesome and, and i know that a lot of people kind of feel this way that you've got that same kind of we'll call it swagger that uh kelly does i mean your music kind of sounds the same you guys kind of have that the poppy country you can flow back and forth between those two seamlessly how much time did you actually get to spend with with kelly while you were there I got to spend a good amount of time with her there. Um, it was, there'd be like certain things scheduled where I was technically supposed to have like 30 minutes, but it ended up being like a couple hours just to like solidify and perfect everything that was going on um, for like the certain rounds. Um, but she was very hands-on and I, I really appreciated that. Well, and you kind of went in there as a pop artist and came out as a, as a true country artist. How much of that was due to Kelly's influence? I I would say that majority of me switching switching to country music was due to Kelly and I thank her every day for that just because 
I think it was my top 24 performance. And I had already kind of before the show started felt like I wasn't singing the music that I necessarily was in love with. And I just didn't know where to go with it. Um, but I remember it was my top 24 performance and we were in rehearsal for it. And I was singing nothing breaks like a heart, but it's a very like giddy kind of synth pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to do something where I could really sing. Um, and so we sat there for like two hours just saying of her just telling me like you have to do music you have to sing music that you love to sing because at the end of the day you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say you're okay with this and you're proud of what who you are because you can't try to be something that you're not um and that always kind of stuck with me and after the voice ended I felt like I I came off the show and I was kind of doing like even during the show I was doing a little bit of soul searching um but it was like that moment where I was like okay I think I know exactly where I want to go and I looked in like the direction of country music and it just felt so right I mean I grew up with it everyone around me listens to it where I'm from like it's just my town where I'm from is like kind of embodies it and so I was like this is like I don't know this is like who I am like it's always been there um and so when I went into country music nothing just felt more right well in a lot of people when they think of Southern California they think of pop and rock and hollywood but there really is this i guess area in southern california right where you grew up that is just as blue collar and and country music based as anywhere in oklahoma or texas or georgia what do you think growing up on the west coast did to your sound versus maybe if you had grown up somewhere uh that's typically a a country music hotbed do you think you would have jumped on that train a little bit earlier um, I don't know if I would have. I feel I probably would have because that's what I would have been around. And that's because what I, that's what I would have known. Um, but I feel like I'm just I'm very grateful for the fact that I got to experience so much at a young age and I got to learn exactly who I am and what I want to sing um, from a young age. I mean, everything that I went through, I wouldn't even I wouldn't change anything because of how much I learned during those times. Um And so I have different influences. Like I have like the pop, I have the rock, the soul, a little bit of everything into who I am. And I love incorporating all of that because I feel like music is just, my music is just an extension of me. Um, It's just putting myself out there in a different light, but it's all truly who I am. Um, And I feel like if I, if I grew up anywhere different, I feel like I'd have a different experience of everything. So I don't, not to say I probably would have been doing country music earlier on if I was from somewhere else um, that didn't have all the surrounding influences right next to me at the tip of my fingertips. Um, But I'm really happy with the journey that I've been on because it led me exactly where I am today. Well, and when you think about country music and it's, it's true of really all genres, but you're, you're based in, are you still based in Southern California? I am. Yes. So so you're based in Southern California, but there's a lot of, Obviously, a, a lot of the uh, the happenings happen in Nashville. And I know that you go back and forth, but in terms of opening some doors, I know in country music, you, you have a big hit. It opens a lot of doors in terms of venues and rights and, and networking, really. What kind of opportunities came your way after being on The Voice? Um, I The opportunities that came afterwards, The Voice, let me put it this way. The Voice definitely opened up doors for me. Um, for shows that I necessarily may not have been given as serious of a chance. Um, but because I like there's shows in my hometown that have always happened. Like 
Without the voice, I wouldn't have been able to open up for like Blake Shelton and Tim McGraw, Dustin Lynch, Brett Young, Carly Pierce, and um, like Jimmy Allen. I just opened up for Alexandra Kay like last weekend. None of that would would have been possible without being on The Voice. Um, the Voice kind of just was like that little stepping stone. It's like a hey, this is who I am, and like if you want proof, this is what I did type of thing. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. And and you've mentioned songwriting a little bit. And I do want to to talk about that um, coming up. But first, I want to give everybody who hasn't seen you on The Voice or hasn't seen you in person a chance to hear what Presley Tennant sounds like. So the first song that we have for everybody today is called Gamble on You. It came out back in March. Give us the story behind how this one came about and let everybody in on what the writing process was like. So Gamble on You, I wrote, I want to say last year at some point, and I was going into a tracking session the next day out in Nashville, and I just wasn't in love with one of the songs that I had. Um, And so I was like, you know what, let me try to write something better and see how I feel. And I was watching the TV channel and I was talking to this guy that I really liked at that time. And I just didn't know where it was going. And it like was like on the poker channel too. And so I like looked at the poker channel, looked at my phone and I was like, oh my God, this is a song. I'm taking a gamble. Like I'm taking a risk. I'm putting everything I have into this and I have no idea what's going to happen afterwards. I'm either going to win big or I'm going to lose. But um, I wrote the song and I'm just so happy that it's finally out. And I did end up tracking it the next day, so I'm very, I was very happy about that, how it turned out. So, but yeah, this is Gamble on You. 3 a.m. and you're pulling me in. Tattooed skin and a little bit of gin. Your green eyes got me feeling right. And your smile's got me hypnotized. Some say it's a dangerous game What a shame if I didn't play If you play your cards and I'll roll my dice I'm all in if I'm yours tonight Don't be a joker
Gamble on You by Presley Tennant. And Presley, we talked about your songwriting just a little bit, but what does your writing process look like? Is it pretty rigid where you sit down and, and know when you're going to write, or does it sort of change uh, with each session? I feel like it kind of changes with, with, with wow, tongue twister, <laughs> <laughs> um, with each session. But majority of the time, I feel like I have a lyric that has kind of been sticking out to me or a certain melody that I really want to write on. Um, and I make sure I save it in my little voice notes. I'm, if I ever lose my voice notes app, I think that might be the end of the world for me because it has everything in there. Um, and so it all usually starts off with that mainly an idea. And then I go in and I talk about like, Hey, like this is what I'm thinking. And we kind of run with it and see how we're feeling. And then, um, the whole song usually ends up coming out that night. Or it's myself just in my room and I have just this one idea and I'm like, okay, how do I want to put this? And when I'm writing by myself, I love creating like a storyline of how I want the verse to be to the chorus, to the second verse, to the chorus, to the bridge and the chorus out. Um, And it all kind of changes, but majority of the time that I'm writing by myself, that's how it goes because I love having a clear picture and seeing like, okay, how can I get to this point, to this point? Um, I don't know. And I feel like I use a lot of words in my songs where you were able to really imagine like being there in that moment to kind of visualize it. That's something that's really important to me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit of my writing process. So, and I found that this question is a little bit polarizing for everybody, but do you like to write alone or would you rather have a, a co-write? I love both. I love writing by myself because I'm able to really just let, every single one of my feelings out and I could write a song that's really heartbreaking or I could write a song that's really not good. But when I'm with other people, I just love the fact that I'm able to say one thing. And even if we don't use it, it always kind of stems something else um, that somebody else may be thinking of. Um, Like if I'd say like, Oh, like this is a really bad example, but it's like, Oh, like I like apples. And someone's like, okay, but I really like oranges. So how could we like, incorporate this and that and I'm like okay like I love this that was a really bad example but usually it just kind of stems from there that type of thing <laughs> well, one example um that we've seen on your TikTok page is uh you kind of rewrote Zach Bryan's uh Zach Bryan's something in the orange from the girl's perspective you put that one out at the end of August what was the the push behind that for you not did it just kind of start as something that you were doing on TikTok or did you really kind of feel like you wanted to to rewrite that song from the first time you heard it so i was on a flight home from nashville and zach bryan had released his like big album that just dropped like the night before and i was on i was heading on a flight home and so i downloaded it real fast and i kept listening to something in the orange over and over again 
And I thought it would be kind of interesting to kind of rewrite it from the girl's perspective. And I just did the chorus and posted it on on TikTok, not thinking it was going to do well or anything. I was just like, yeah, I really like this. This seems cool. And so I posted it and it did really well. And everyone kind of wanted the full perspective because a lot of the girls and I don't know, a lot of girls and guys both wanted it from whether it be like a closure sense, like, oh, like the girl is coming back or or like, I just need him to know that that type of thing. Um, and so a lot of people wanted the full version. I was like, oh, my goodness, like I was not expecting this. So I rewrote the whole version and I kept a lot of it very similar to what Zach Bryan said, because I think that song is just lyrically perfect, but just to kind of give it a different perspective. So where can people follow you? on social media what are your handles what's your website so you can find me on all my social media which is at presley tenant so p-r-e-s-l-e-y-t-e-n-n-a-n-t or you can go to my website which is presleytenant.com and every single one of my social media account is there perfect and you can see right uh, you've got videos pinned to the top of your tiktok page so anybody out there listening can go watch uh kind of this the progression of this song come to life and then go find it and listen to it uh you know wherever wherever you get your music but we've got one more song for everybody to take a listen to presley this one it's br- your brand new single it's called break my heart and it's kind of a uh an interesting twist i think on a traditional love song give everybody the story about how this one came about so i wrote break my heart with two phenomenal writers and that is nick autry and bobby mclam and you know we kind of had this idea of like, I want you to break my heart. And like, when you first, and we shortened it to just break my heart, but um, I thought it was really interesting. Cause when you think of the words, like break my heart, you think like, Oh, you're going to break my heart, that type of thing. And this is saying like, no, if you're, if someone's going to do it, like, I want it to be you because I want it to be, I want to be with that person so badly um, that you're okay with all the ups and downs and the hard nights and like this and like, just the thought of being with someone um, means so much that you're okay with anything that they may put you through. Now, that doesn't mean specifically that you stay with somebody, but you're like, hey, if this happens, I'm okay with it because at least we gave it a chance. Well, here, let's give everybody a chance to take a listen to this one. It's called Break My Heart by today's guest, Presley Tennant.
brand new music by today's guest, Presley Tennant. That one was called Break My Heart. And Presley, thank you so much for jumping on here. I've had an absolute blast. We've definitely got to do this again in the future. But before we let you go, we end every show kind of the same way that we start it with uh, four questions that make you think. You up for it? Sounds good. It's time for the final four. Okay, here we go. First question of the final four. And this one is typically pretty easy. I started off a little easy for you. What's your favorite guitar brand? My favorite guitar brand, I would have to say Close Guitars. Um, They're made with like complete carbon fiber. And so they're really light to take everywhere, as well as for traveling back and forth to Nashville. I just take the neck off and put it in this bag and it's perfect. Do you say you take the neck off to travel yes, with? Yes, you can That's take the neck fantastic. off. You the strings on, and there's like a sleeve for it. And I don't know, it's awesome because I was on on a flight one time in Nashville, and there was no room for my guitar, so they were gonna have to ship it. Um, but we ended up finding room. But I was like, oh my gosh, well now I can at least put it underneath my seat with me, so I know it's gonna be okay. That That's awesome. I'm gonna have to check those out. Okay, here we go. Second question of the final four: Who are your three most recently played artists on your Spotify or Apple? Oh my goodness. You can cheat if you need. We're going to cheat because I don't know <laughs> it. Um, let's see. I don't even know how to look at that. There's a lot of Co Wetzel right now. Okay. Um, Megan Maroney and then uh, Zach Bryan are the top couple ones right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about this one? When you're out on the road, what's the one place that you have to stop every time you see it? A, a store, a gas station, a restaurant? Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I feel like this sounds so California-like, but anytime in California, like anywhere still, I will always go for In-N-Out. In-N-Out cheeseburgers are the okay. best ever. Um, and then, but okay, when I am in nashville there's one place my mom and i have to go to and it's called sambuca it's a restaurant and it is so good they have this like risotto thing with like scallops my favorite thing ever my favorite thing ever that sounds absolutely incredible and they have like these goat cheese like artichokes oh my gosh i i have it pulled up on my phone right now and you are <laughs> not lying this is this is a must stop the next time it i'm in nashville so good and like the music there it's like all like nice and classy and like a piano and everyone is so good and the food delicious my favorite thing ever it is officially on my uh <laughs> my checklist for nashville next time okay La- last question for you presley and take as much or as little time as you want to think about and answer this one uh but if you could pick one thing for people to take away from your appearance on the show or your music in general what would it be I feel like I kind of already said this, but I feel like if someone listens to my music or sees who I am um, from the show, I feel like I want them to take away that everything that I put out there is 100% me. Um, I feel like on stage it's different because I become a little bit more of like an amplified version of myself. Um, But through my music, I feel like every single bit of it is exactly who I am. And I feel like people really get a sense of who I am through it. Well, that is a fantastic message to leave us on. Presley, thank you so much for for jumping on here and chatting with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And guys, that was another episode of the Tea Party Podcast, the country music podcast where you find new friends and new music like Presley Tennant and her new single, Break My Heart. 
Go tee off on the like button at facebook.com slash Podcast. This has been a Tea Party Communications production. Theme music created by Jesse Quant. Announcer voiceovers by Jay Gwynn. And as always, hosted by Ty Pisani. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.